Hey, Karen. How are you doing? Hi, Jamie. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Yourself? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited today. I say this at the beginning of all my episodes, but uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited today to get to finally get to chat to you. How's things? Oh, that's nice. Aye, good. Thanks. Aye, just uh, ticking along as usual. You, you always have this uh, very modest tone to your voice, and this surprise that you really want to speak to me type tone. And uh, that's wonderful. I, 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 do, I don't know why anyone would want to speak to me. <laughs> well, we're going to find out and you're going to prove why over the next hour or so, which will be... All right, okay, okay. Which will be good. Uh, give a, a wee quick shout out to the our friends over at uh, That Karate Podcast. I've been listening to catching up with that over the, the last couple of days, so the guys will be chuffed that we've gave them a wee, a wee shout out. Aye, aye, uh, Liam, Sean and, and Mark, aye. Yeah. Uh, and that was good fun uh, t- talking to them uh, as well, and they're, they're doing really well with that podcast. Um, I think I've over lockdown was I, I've always wanted to do one, and uh, <clears throat> just teaching so much and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, it was always like I wanted to 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 do it right, but then over lockdown I thought, do you know what? The, the, I'm never going to be able to do this right unless I just I just start. So. I said the first step, you know, the um, there's no growth in comfort. You've got to you put yourself over the line and 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 try, haven't you? So is that is that what you do full time? You um, you're teaching pretty much seven days a week, sort of idea, or well, <laughs> well just uh, I I have a day job. We've been very quiet over the last year and a half, but uh, we're opening up another class for our Taekwondo now, and that is us going to be teaching seven days a week. So fantastic. Uh, Saturday's, a, Saturday's more of a conditioning class. We, we hire a local Mau Thai gym and we do a lot of bag work in that, but that's eight till nine in the morning. So I can't uh-huh. really count that, but it's still a day that you have to commit time to, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, aye, so it is a full-time job on top of my very relaxed day job. So, uh, <laughs> so I... Uh, Right, so as I say, I'll, I know that you've took time out of the day, so I'll, I'll keep you for about an hour. Is that okay? Aye, that's fine. Aye, just just whatever. Smash it. So, uh, Jamie Gray Sensei, we're joined uh, by today, guys, who you're actually the first martial, full martial, well, we've had, uh, we've had a couple of different guests on over the last couple of episodes. Uh, you're the first traditionalist, really, that we've had on, if I can call you that. We'll cover that as we move on. Uh, we'll cover that as we move on. What's traditional? Exactly, exactly. Uh, you're the first, well, do you know what? You're, you're absolutely the first karateka we've had on since the Olympics. And if we can start with that today, uh, yeah. my my feelings on the Olympics have completely changed just this year, actually, because oh. I was one of the ones on the, I actually made a promise to myself and my students this year. I says, listen, if you hear me criticising any of this stuff, you got to call me out on it because <laughs> I want to be a better person <laughs> this this time around. But uh, let's get your opinion first and your thoughts, and maybe I'll jump in uh, later. So, karate first time in the Olympics. Obviously, the taekwondo's there and, and the judo's there. But what's your thoughts on martial arts in the Olympics? Martial arts in general. Um, aye, and we can break down to karate and stuff aye. in a bit, but just just in general, aye. No, I, I think it's great, um, and there should be more. Uh, I, I really enjoyed. It was a couple of Olympics ago they had the Greco-Roman wrestling and stuff on as well, which was 
was good fun. Um, martial arts should be in, in, in people's lives in, in more ways than it currently is just now and get more, um, uh, uh, what's the word, accreditation or, or, or more uh, sponsorship and more viewing time and stuff than, than it currently does. Uh, there's something out there for everyone. Um, first time for karate, I think it's been absolutely fantastic for karate. Uh, in general, I think that the, the athletes that have competed in the Olympics are really, you know, the top of their game and what they do. Uh, it's been a great way of getting um, a bit more publicity for the art out there, showing a slightly different take to the, the judo and to the taekwondo that's already in there. Um, it's not the, uh, the type of karate I do. Uh, it's not the type that, that I teach, uh, but there, there's no reason why uh, it, it shouldn't be there, and, and I think that it represented really well in, in all cases. There's, there's, I, I never watched an awful lot of it, um, mainly because I'm a total uh, technophobe. I, I couldn't figure out how to get, you know, what, what, how you watch it or what was on. So I picked up what was on the news or on the, the BBC channel, yeah. um, you know, and, and I was lucky I picked a couple of the fights up and some of the kata and and stuff like that. And I, I've got to be honest, from the sparring side of things, I was quite surprised. I thought it would be very, uh, like the standard kind of, uh, or any sparring competition I've seen, it's a lot of bouncing about and not, not an awful lot of fighting. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I think, um, and I don't know whether everyone was was primed before it or not, You know, but I think they, they actually displayed really well. There's a lot more, um, you know, fancy kicking and, and more aggressive attacking than, than I've noticed on, yeah. on a lot of competitions that I've watched before. So, yeah, um, good on them. Uh, and what did you make of the final? That 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 was the, the I, I can't have you on the, heavy, the heavyweight final. I when when like, the, the the competitor get get knocked out and then now I mean if you, the, 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 maybe the discussion has to start there that that was the rules. So obviously there's contact rules put in place, uh, but. Again, over, over to you, actually, Jamie. I'll let you talk on that first because, right. you know, the guy get knocked out, woke up. <laughs> With a gold medal around his neck. Very much. Uh, yeah, so what did you make of that? That was, it was strange. Well, uh, initially, first watching it, and again, I, I don't know the rules of, of, of competition. I've been so many years out of it. Um, I've got a lot of friends that, 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 that are into it and um, they've explained things I've asked some questions afterwards and stuff on initial viewing watching it I think oh god that's crazy you know and um, <laughs> how, how can somebody you know unconscious win it and stuff but then you, you know that's an initial knee-jerk reaction when you look at something like that and you think it's a fighting act and then you forget about the, the fact that there's rules there in place and and, and you're playing to the rules is, is what the what the game's all about you yep. know in, in competition and um, you, you know, at the end of the day, he, it was excessive contact. That's not allowed. So the other guy got disqualified, and, and he won. Yeah. Uh, it's just really unlucky that it was, you know, the, the heavyweight final of the the first Olympics karate was ever in. Yeah. But on a funny side to that, there's there's a big um, there has been for years uh, lots of talks about the uh, karate and um, you know, what they call the hickety, the pulling hand coming okay. back, you know, to the side like this when you punch. Yep. Uh, rather than up to the face and, yep. and guarding and, and you know if you watch the the, the 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 chat I can't remember his name the guy that won it who got knocked out you know he pulled it back there and the kick came up and hit him <laughs> you know so he did the perfect hickety and he won gold now yep. if he'd put it up here uh, he'd have won silver yep. you know so 
Hecate works. Uh, <laughs> or the pulling hand works and you pull it back. That that kind of that 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 takes me into where uh, uh, my thinking has been around all of this because this sticking to the rules thing, or you said it yourself, like it's it's given so much publicity and got martial arts out there on probably the biggest. I think we get very we we can get quite narrow minded and, and we don't sometimes we, I think we don't even realise how big the Olympics actually is. I mean, you're you're talking about publicising our martial arts to every nation in the world, like... Everybody. Aye, everybody. everybody. Uh, the podcast has been good for me for uh, bearing my soul type thing and, and, and trying to grow up a wee bit, sort of live in front of everybody. And I used to be very... Uh, I'm not talking about yesterday, but over the last few years or last few Olympics, which would take us back maybe 10 years, thinking I want to sort of disassociate myself with this as much as possible because, well, you said it yourself, that's not what we do. And and in a bit in an umbrella term, it actually is what we do, but specifically yeah. it's not what we do. And, uh, and then I started thinking, Kareem, you're not actually good enough to be able to say that. <laughs> like, for a, do you know, for a start, like, how... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, how dare you even criticise these guys that are like the top athletes yeah. in that genre or in that particular sport in the world and started sort of growing up? But that then led me to think, Do you know, even if it's not what we do or not what we want to be associated with, uh, I had Steve Rowe on the podcast months ago now and he always used the term or uses the term. It's like that broad church. There's so much, mm -hmm. all these different elements. And you're really quite arrogant and narrow-minded if you, I think now, if you don't see it like that. Of course. Yeah, there's there's room for everybody and um, everything has its purpose and its its benefits. You know, it depends what, what you want to do and what you're into and what's uh, what your field is. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I don't think um, it's fair anyone slagging off you know, any art, you know, these, these guys that, that were competing out there and, and all their coaches and all their training partners and everything, they'll take one look at what I do and go, oh, that's absolute rubbish, you know. Um, yeah. uh, I, and, you know, he, he's he's doing it all wrong, yeah. you know. Uh, but there's, there's, as far as I'm concerned, you know, there's room for everybody. And um, if, if that's a thing and that's that's what they want to do, and, uh, they're the top of their game. They've um, they've got there. They're representing their countries. And I think that's fantastic for the art as a whole. Absolutely. Uh, Gavin Mulholland, who I know oh, yeah. both know, uh, he put a really good post. This is Friday morning, so MD wants to go and check out a really good post that Gavin put up. But a couple of weeks ago, he actually posted up, and I think it was relating to the Olympics and talking about what we are talking here. And he was. He was introduced to tournaments as this full contact fighter, and uh, and again, Gavin, I apologise if I'm doing you a disservice by reiterate or, or regurgitating this story. But he went to this open event, and I can't remember the, the specifics, but it was like we've got this hard style. I'm going in, and I'm going to knock this guy out straight from the off. And he was a lot younger at the time, obviously, and he said that, and it was one of Alfie Lewis's guys who ended up competing against, and he said. This sort of this blind spot he had, and he just charged forward, 
going to sort of knock this guy out. And this sort of, this kid for Alfie Lewis's uh, club sort of sidestepped, boom, boom, double roundhouse kick to the head before Gavin even had a chance to respond. And uh, <clears throat> he, do you know what he says? It was a real mind opener that he said, this guy just kicked me twice and I, before I even had a chance to respond. And it just opened up his respect to yeah. maybe to start changing his attitude to, to lots of things. Yeah, I remember seeing that that post Gavin put on it and um, uh, very open of him sharing that as well. Uh, yeah, but I, I think, you know, as martial artists, we've all been in that position, haven't we? Where we've we've gone to a club, we've gone to a competition or a tournament or, uh, or joined in a seminar and we, we think, you know, uh, you're the really big boy and um, yeah. you're the best in here. And then uh, you're the most unlikely person, just hand your backside to you and, uh, in, in a matter of seconds. And... And and it's it's leveling, and that's that's the beauty of the martial arts. I think, you know, you can learn from everybody, and and um, uh, controlling or transcending the ego is is one of the, uh, the the biggest things that maybe people who haven't been in the arts for a long time, maybe just quickly rose up through the ranks within their own organisation or whatever, and haven't really travelled about or shared with other clubs or people or styles or organisations, and um, uh, you know when it happens to them, it's it's a bit of a bit of a dunt. Yep. Um, and it's happened to be plenty of times. I think the I, I like to think of myself from an instructor's point of view as being a facilitator of learning. And I don't fancy myself as being very good at all. It's not really up to me to ever say that as well. I think that's quite important. Uh, there's nothing worse than somebody saying how good they are. <laughs> so for, for if my students find that they're getting a benefit for coming to train with me, then then wonderful. And but I like to be the type of instructor who brings so many different ideas into the, the class. And it might be karate, it might be oh go and check this judo guy out on YouTube. Or uh, I always mention Andy Hug all the time because axe kicking taekwondo is quite a thing. And Andy Hug is being a, a Kyoshikan guy for axe kicking. I think there's a. It's really important that you you maintain that that modesty, isn't it? And 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 open your students up to as much things as, as you can. Yeah, do. absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, it's 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 a personal path uh, for both yourself and your students. And uh, you, know, I, I don't want my students to turn out a carbon copy of me. They'd be bloody terrible, you know, because they're not built the same as me. They don't think the same as me. They they're not the same shape. And they don't move the same way as me. And um, they, I, I need to make sure that they can understand the principles behind what we're what, what we're putting across to them. Yeah. Um, pick up the knowledge and then make it theirs, uh, and that still falls within the remit of of martial arts and and passing the knowledge. Shuhari is a, a kind of kind of Japanese shit, and um, saying about the, the progression and the growth. Okay. You know, and um, do your told or copy, and then make it your own, and then um, advance it and. Yep. Uh, uh, and, and grow and um, you know that whole process I mean uh, an example happened just uh, last week or it was last week two weeks ago one of my students I was teaching um, in Saturday morning class and uh, the group of black belts are um, kind of lower grades and we're going through some application work and I had uh, shown the application everyone was running through it we did a variation on it and and one of my one of my black belts came back to me and said, you know, they they've been trying different things out, and um, 
a few wee group, uh, and they said, I don't think that would work well. Uh, and initially I'm like, all right, what do you mean? They said, well, see if you do it this way, you know, this will work better. Yeah. Uh, because we tried it, we pressure tested it, we, we played about with it. The way you were doing it is leaving yourself open for a groin strike. <laughs> uh, it's far easier just doing it this way. I said, show me. And they showed me. And you know, all right. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they picked, they used the same principles that we're teaching. They adapted it to themselves. They put themselves in a situation where um, they, they wanted it tested. Um, it failed. They changed it and adapted it. And it worked. And then they, 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 they came back and told me. And you know, I, I couldn't argue. It was brilliant. And, and that's, that's the kind of, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Thinking for themselves, making it work and, and making it fit them rather than fitting them fitting a certain shape or style or, or a template of me. Oh, I was, I, it's so it's so wonderful when, when I have people like yourself on and, and you'll say things that 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 I also find in my own school. It's very reassuring. Uh, and, and again, that's that's something height, for example, is just one of those ones straight off. I mean, what when I was uh, and again, I always try and not say fighting when I was sparring or competing. But back in the day, it used to be fighting. <laughs> but when you're when I, I was I was always in the heavyweight division because of my uh, increased uh, BMI and certainly not because of my height or, or muscle mass. And always used to have to fight what looked to me like monsters, like huge big guys. And sometimes I'll show techniques, and I've got quite a, a few tall guys in my class, and the you get it both ways because they'll come up and they'll say like that's not really working because of xyz or or you'll get sort of smaller people or uh, maybe even and they're like i can't even reach up there type thing and how can we change that it's you definitely want to be the way you are and, and say no no let's look at it open mm -hmm. this up and investigate it and then hopefully it will fit I, you I, I, otherwise there's no point i'm just doing a a, a shape that they they, they, they don't have confidence in, they, they don't understand, it will never work for them. Yep. They're going to throw it out, but they're doing it for the sake of doing it. It doesn't make sense. Yep. Um, and, and I think that's common in a lot of uh, clubs where it's, you know, it's, it's the old it's, it's the old Japanese uh, karate, uh, you know, do as you're told, don't answer back, don't question authority, all that kind of stuff. Do it this way because I've told you it's this way. You know, the punch shouldn't be this way, it should be that way. Why? Never mind, just do it. You know, and, and don't question that, and and that that filtered down for years. But I think it's a, a, a it's a, a terrible way of learning. I, I I can understand if um, the instructor says no, we want it this way for a reason, and here's yeah. why, and, and explained it. And I know you're maybe finding that difficult at the moment, but that's why we need to do plenty of repetitions yeah. and your brain map and, and and make it fit your body and until it becomes natural, it becomes habit. Um, yeah, but doing it for the sake of doing it even though it doesn't work, uh, it's just broken. <laughs> doesn't make sense. One, one of the things that, that I want to uh, chat to you about a, a wee bit later, because what I'd like to do next is, is just give you an opportunity to, um, as I always do when I get people like you on, it's the excitement of chatting to you, and it's like, let's just jump in. Uh, I want to give you a wee chance to just talking everybody through, just just a, a sort of breakdown of your, your, your career or journey in, in karate. But uh, one of the things... And I'll let just I'll tell you the now just to let you think over this in the back of your mind. Uh, I heard you talking about kata and application, and I quite one of the, one of the things I want to ask about is you said 
we at your club practice the application before the cata. Is that that? Am I right in saying that that's what you'd said? Yeah. Right. So yeah. let's let's put a hold on that because I'm super okay. interested in that. And uh, if we can give you a wee few moments to to talk us through your journey, and we'll just take a wee step back because I know we're I should yeah, right in there for everybody. Okay, so uh, I just started martial arts two months ago. Uh, <laughs> Self promoted fifth dan. Uh, no, uh, I started. Um, uh, I, I come from a wee small town. Um, down in South Ayrshire in Scotland, uh, Mayball, there wasn't much martial arts kicking about at the time. I got taken to a, a judo class in 1979, and that ran for about three years, and then uh, the instructor moved away with work, and a karate instructor took over. Um, so that'd be about 1982 time. I, I've done karate ever since. Uh, uh, the instructor at the time with a black belt, and his son was a brown belt. His son was heavily into the sports side of karate and trained with Pat Mackay. Tommy Burns uh, out Kilmarnock, and we used to we kind of we weren't part of their organisation, but we, uh, we we trained with a regular basis, and we we followed them about and stuff like that. Uh, also, along uh, with the likes of David Coulter and stuff, we trained there. And, and at the time, I, I had a massive just just loved it, and and I, I was trying to train everywhere uh, as much as I could when I was younger, still at school, so I'd be training about five times a week, and then. All weekend would be fitness training or weights or, or yep. flexibility training. I'd do an hour before class, uh, go to the juniors, train in the background, train the seniors, go home, do an hour, etc. etc. I was just passionate about it. Um there was a brown belt turned up to our club one day. We, we were doing sport karate type stuff at the at, at the time with a little bit of traditional kind of um application work, but not much. And yep. there was a guy came to the club from another club in area, uh, and every time we would be sparring and I'd score a point on them and bounce in and out, etc. As soon as I get in close to them, I would just end up on the ground and thumped. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this, that, this is strange. You know, because I'm pretty good at the old sparring thing. Why is this happening? Yeah. And started training with him as an extra uh, at his club. It was uh, Jim Hepburn's club in, in Ayr, um, the Ronin Club. Uh, it was a big club, very traditional. Uh, and that got me more into the, the, the more applied side of things, the more traditional rather than the sport club competition side and since then it's just been a kind of roller coaster. I've always done karate, uh, I cross train a lot, uh, lots of other influences and, and train with uh, people like says, Stephen Chan, Kirby Watson, the Aiki Jiu Jitsu, um, the Kobodo, um, that's all the weapon stuff and everything um, uh, from way back in the 80s. Uh, cross training in Judo, Aikido, I did Taekwondo for a wee while, uh, it's cross training, I still train with Scott McMillan just now. Yep. Sure. Um, I've been for a good few years, not in Taekwondo, in applied stuff. Huh? Uh, with that. Um, I've done a bit of uh, Salat, a bit of Kung Fu, a bit of pretty much. Um, and, and you know, the more I go and train elsewhere, the more um, it, uh, it, 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 we're all the same. We can only move so many ways. It's yep. just different uh, styles, if you want to call it styles, um, have a focus in a different area on how they do things mm-hmm. and how it's handed down. But when you boil it all back to you know, what's, you know, to, to quote Patrick McCarthy, the contextual premise of what you're doing is defending yourself against habitual acts of physical violence, yeah. you know, and um, they're the same regardless of what style you do. So, yeah, I, I, I've got a list of people that I train. I'm a member of a, a dojo down in, in Wigan um, as well as Steve Lowe, Sensei. Um, I, I regularly meet up and train with uh, the guys in Fife and the Yosekan, which is the first style of in the UK. 
Um, very close ties with them. Got Zanshinkai in, in Glasgow, Kenny Davis, stuff we, we we do a lot with these guys up there. Obviously, pre pandemic, we yeah. start up again. And, um, and, and, and the, 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 the club I've got just now is more, it's actually morphed more into a study group than a, right. than a club. We've, we've always been non profit making, um, it's about the study. Very quickly, when we started the club. 12 years ago, whenever it was, um, it grew very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And we had massive numbers. It was just it was too big, too much to, to actually teach in any depth what we do. Um, so we, we, we trimmed that right down. We've got a group of students that have been with me for, for years, and, and we can delve a bit deeper in stuff, and we can look more into the art. Um, so I'm really lucky that way. Uh, we get guys, James Kincannon, Colin Steele, travel down from Glasgow you know, every weekend to train us at half seven in the morning. Yeah. Um, there's a big commitment for these guys from Girvin coming up, um, Marco, um, Melton, Bobby, and stuff that that all and it's a, a good wee blend and mix and a lot of experience in there. Yeah, something you said there, and you might have seen me noting something down. Uh, there absolutely will be exceptions to what I'm going to say, but I, when I was coming through, the same as as, as you did, it was. It was all consuming. And like, I still say this probably every class. And, and I, I, sometimes I deliberately say it just to try and inspire students to, to go and look at, at different sources. But I, I genuinely am like either reading about martial arts or doing martial arts or watching videos or listening to podcasts. Or It was all consuming. Do you think that like kids or and even adults nowadays that... Try to get. Stu- I, I've stopped taking students once a week now, uh, and I did. But after the pandemic, the, the 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 students that stayed the course were the ones that were training before the pandemic two or three times a week. Some of them even four and five times a week, and and that commitment sort of shone through because th- those are the ones that done Zoom with us and met in the middle of Strathclyde Park and and all of this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself. I'm doing a disservice to my own time and really a big disservice to the student by just having a wee kid rock up for one hour a week. And it's, I don't know, maybe that'll come back to bite me in the bum. I don't know. But at the minute, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with that choice. And, and the point I'm trying to ask about is, is there too much going on nowadays? We, we didn't have that. So we were just, it was martial arts all in. And maybe that's why we're still doing it. 35, 40 years later, whereas it's a struggle now because it's football and rugby. And I had a student, this is a God's honest truth. I had a, <laughs> a young kid and he was really quite natural. Uh, one of those kids you get in and you think, well, this wee kid's going to be really good. And he, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this, he left because he wanted to uh, pursue Pokemon. So remember this, this game where the kids were walking about? Uh-huh. There was actual championships getting organised for this. And his mum came up to me and said that this is what he was going to do. Now, the more mature Kareem thinks, do you know what? If that makes him happy, and that, that's absolutely cool. But I'd never, I've never lost a student to an actual video game before. So my point being is, is there, is there too much? Uh, is, is martial arts in general getting watered down because of that, do you think, or? I think that's the question I'm trying well, to I, I think the answer to that is how you respond to it. You know, you can't uh, force people to come and train. 
Exactly. Um, but on the other hand, you shouldn't change the way you you teach uh, to to counteract that and and make it. Oh, we'll do a bit of Pokemon while you're here, you know, or something like I don't know. <laughs> you, you, you've got to be honest about what you're teaching and what you're training, what you want to do, and what your path is. And yeah. um, um, some will want to join that journey, and some won't. If you want to, for example, um, and this is, a, but by the way, I don't have any issues with um, full-time martial artists or, or people, you know, doing a fitness class, or a little ninjas class, or, or whatever, or uh, you know, yep. watching watching down what they do because that's the living and, and they're calling it this, that, and the next thing, and um, whatever. Uh, I think if you're honest with what you're doing, and you if, if you're you want to make a business out of it and make money out of it. And um, and turn it into uh, you know many clubs and, and big bucks coming in. Then then you need to look at you know what what the catchment is and what you need to do to, to keep people involved. Yeah. And if that includes a, a Pokemon class, you know then <laughs> then that's what you do. But yeah. you, you know you be honest about it. If if you you want to teach um, uh, I don't know traditional Taekwondo uh, or whatever your flavour is, yeah. and and keep that that lineage going uh, all the way through and the 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 core skills and the uh, the focus on that then you're going to have people that it will jive with and people that won't yeah. you know and it's, it's finding that that team and it might be a smaller you know smaller funnel that's Indeed. That, that, that's there uh, but ultimately you'll be happy with that they'll be interested in what you're doing and you shouldn't deviate with it so it's, you're always going to have that that blend and i think that's where with us, um, I I stopped taking students probably well before the pandemic, a good two or three years before the pandemic, and in the adults class we, um, well in the juniors class we stopped taking them on uh, because we felt that as the, the juniors we as it's all applied applied karate we do yep. so uh, as the the juniors are getting up through the 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 ranks there's more depth they need to go in and yep. they're constantly having. You know, white belts coming in they were constantly going back to basics and, and stuff like that and they were missing out so we thought right let's let's stop that just now that intake and uh, let's spend the time with them because eventually we'll transition into the adults group yeah. the adults group um we, we used to get uh quite a lot of, of, of phone calls kind of oh, i'm thinking about joining you know and uh, and we, we stopped that to a point where um for a while, it was only really kind of people that were already martial artists that were looking to go a little bit deeper into yeah. their art, a bit more into applied stuff, a bit more specialised or a bit more um, pragmatic karate as opposed to the competition side of things. They want to do competitions or that style, then I'm the wrong club for them. Yeah. you know. And, and we've got a good, solid group that understand the way I'm going, the path we're, we're, we're heading in and in the direction. And everyone kind of gets it and, and it is learning. And that that works best. I forgot what the question was, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I say this often. Some most of the time on this podcast there isn't any questions. It's just <laughs> it's just a conversation, which is great. Like I I think for two experienced martial artists sitting here having this chat, again, everybody you have to sort of prefix this by saying obviously everybody is can is free to do as they as they choose and as they is best for them. But uh, I mean, I'm I'm happy to admit the first couple of replies that I had to send to people to say, well, no, actually, this is this is the minimum. You have to be there at least twice a week. It was kind of well, do you really want to send this cream? But then sometimes you've just got to 
there's a bit of, you know, um, you say to your students, you know, you, if you ever sit down and say to your student, you know, do you want me to be a good instructor? You know, did you want me to pass on my knowledge? Do you want me to give you the benefit of my, you know, however many years um, of experience and you want me to put it in a, in a program for you and help you develop? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking for you to be a good student. You know, and, and that requires, you know, it's a bit of come and go. Um, I'm not going to charge you, you know, the price of a yoga class at 20 quid an hour. You know, um, I, I'm, there's going to be a bit of come and go here. And there's a commitment that I need back if you want me to do that to you. And I think a lot of instructors forget that now, just the amount of knowledge and the um, what they're actually bringing to the table. Because we're competing against, well, the, the ones that are competing against, you know, the, I don't know, the aerobics class, I don't even know if they do aerobics anymore, but all these fitness classes would be like 20, 25 quid an hour and stuff here. Yeah. Somebody's gone and done a, a week-long uh, course and there's now a qualified uh, Pilates instructor. You're, you're so right there because that's something that, that I, I think to develop as a, not just as a martial artist, but as a person, you, 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 you get stumbling blocks and you have to choose to either step back or you're you're pushing ahead and that uh, I felt quite how did I feel there was a stage where I was thinking to myself do you know what this isn't and it can't be all about pleasing students and I, 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 I still haven't found a way of saying this without sounding really big-headed and maybe you can help me and maybe people out there can comment and say yeah you're definitely big-headed cream in the comment section but <laughs> it shouldn't always be about uh, I want the student the student should also want the instructor yeah. no uh, uh, and again that I've said it but it's like no no you're you, big-headed are you Kareem? <laughs> I know I know I, I'm just I, I was I'm, I'm by that now I've kind of progressed past that now where I'm confident enough and, and happy enough in my own self to say no Students got to do a bit of work here as well. This isn't just about trying to get students and well, we'll try and please you and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're, you're bang on, and and I've got a really simplistic way of looking at this. Anyone that's ever trained with me uh, for a period of time will know. So, any of my assistant instructors will tell you this. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't give a monkey who trains with me. I don't, but um, uh, and that that's my kind of thing. I, I do it for me uh, yep. to study, and I've got a group of friends that uh, that, that come along. And, and we share that study and that's yeah. the way we look at it and we're on the, the same kind of path and um, we've been really fortunate that you you know, a lot continued with me and, and travel a wee bit to do that and, and we've got a good kind of network throughout the country where we uh, we, we go and share but it's it's always been I think it's when we started the club the first thing we did was and this was just for us we decided that money can't come into this it can't be a blocker for what we do or or a influence on how we do it yep. um, it's got to be this is where we want this to go and what we want to study and pass on and train and instantly the reason we started the club was because of kids and um, yep. we're getting to an age where they've been doing some freestyle and things like that I was ready for them we wanted them to start doing what we were doing um, and uh, uh, but when we laid down our, our, our rules and how we're going to run this club uh, the other thing was we have to keep learning. We have to keep pushing ourselves every four to six weeks to go and train elsewhere or join in on a class or do a different style or do something and, and read and, and follow up and share and, and, and keep that going. And, uh, and when you do that, then 
it, it becomes you, you become subconsciously and I'm not saying this big headedly but you, you you become like the the person who's steering the ship and yeah. the rest are following it and and not just following but they're adding to it and they're giving yeah. their perspectives and they're their inputs like the thing I mentioned earlier on about one of my students the second down assistant instructor I said, you know what? You're right. I missed that. Yeah. You picked it up. That's the way we'll do it from now on. And uh, but yeah, so the the, the whole um, uh, having the back of my head, you know, and, and I don't say it. I don't think I have to say it to my students. But if you want me to be a good instructor, then you know, just be a good student back. Yeah. You know, it's Spot on. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's get a wee bit right. more technical and in depth then, and and go back to. Um, the, the other thing I do on this podcast is contradict myself a lot. So having just said that there's not always questions, I did ask a question before, and that was about the application before patterns. Uh, I'm again, this is this is an area where I'm still trying to find or try to really think or meditate on Kareem. Would you actually? think about this or, or where are you in this and this is about applications from kata or patterns uh, and, and and just how that all works so that's why I was really interested when you said well we work on the application and then study the pattern or the kata sorry uh, can you explain that a wee bit more to us do a better yeah. job than I, I've just done <laughs> yeah it's um, my view is that uh, the, the, the kata is the nucleus of, of karate. The form is the nucleus of the, uh, the, the system, ultimately. You know, the reason the forms were created were to record the, uh, the application-based practices of that, that master, that style, that system, that whatever to pass down. Um, it's not the, the movement as such, but the principle contained within the movement. So... Um, Remember back, or if I put it in the context, so first of all, my definition of the, the, the kata is the, the template to remember the two partner drills. Okay. That makes sense. And the yeah. two partner drills are um, uh, habitual acts of physical violence uh, or physical violence or scenarios that you find yourself in. Um, and the two partner drills is how you practice them. And then the template is how you remember them or you pass them on. Yeah. Okay in solo form. So if you think back to what, what, well, why would you create a pattern or why would you create a, a form to remember them and why wouldn't you just video it? Well, take yourself back to the 1800s. They didn't have video cameras. In yeah. um, Okinawa in J Japan, you weren't allowed to write stuff down uh, or, or not all the time. A lot of stuff get destroyed. So how would you do it? Uh, if you wanted to explain to somebody, um, if, somebody if somebody's uh, coming in to grab you, for example, or push you at the start the the starting dialogue, the monkey dance of, of aggression and potentially could kick off. What's the best thing for me to do? You know, um, what, what way should I turn? What, uh, should I, I just stand there and let him push me? Is he going to hit me first or should I hit him back? If I'm going to hit him, how would I do it? Should I move offline to him so that he's on my centre line, but his centre line, I'm not on his? Yep. Um, should I have one hand just standing down? You're not doing anything and just hit with one hand. Uh, or should I control his limbs? Uh, where's the best place to hit him? Would it be the head and the neck? You know, probably, or or would it be in his, you know, his, his stomach or his leg or something? 
Yeah, yeah. So, and, and how do I record that? And um, by doing the two partner drills or the explaining what an attack is or what the, the start of it is, and it can ramp up, uh, then you, you very quickly uh, have two people working away at applying stuff. And whether it's a simple hook coming in and you block and you punch, or a push coming in and you move to the side, letting it go out the way, and then you hit whatever, um, is, is working, uh, developing skill. And if I was to uh, take that, that push to the side, grab hold of the arm and do an uppercut, then before you know it, you've got this movement here. Okay. Trap his arm, hit him in the jaw, then hit him in the jaw again. Controlling okay. the limb on the outside of him, hitting him here, hitting him there, or hitting him there. There's the best place to knock somebody out. If you're teaching a beginner, hit them really hard in the jaw. Whereabouts in the jaw? There, there, or there. Yep. You know? Uh, and we've got one, two, and three. You know, the very first move of the very first kata we teach. So the principle of moving offline to it, you're getting out of the road. Mm -hmm. Then you've got options. If you can grab the hand, great. If I can hit them, where would I hit them? You know, and, and explaining all that, then drilling it live, adapting and bearing it based on other scenarios, and then putting it into live practice. And then, uh, and, and that's where, that's how we kind of do the katas. Yeah. And then the solo forms a template to remind us to do that. So when you turn 90 degrees for the opening move, you know, from facing forward and I turn 90 degrees to do this, yeah. it doesn't mean that somebody's attacking me there. It means I need to be 90 degrees to the person. So yeah. I'm turning, letting it go past me. And now I'm 90 degrees to them and I can uppercut them. Does that make sense? Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, what I, I have conversations and have had conversations in the past with friends that were uh, Thai boxers or kickboxers or... I've, I've had this conversation a number of times and even if we take the let's let's put a tick in the box against applications so you can definitely get we can absolutely get applications for uh, confrontations or, or, or self-defense from the cater uh, they don't believe that oftentimes uh, and it's a waste of time as someone who, as, as, as someone who's so deeply analytical of the kata as yourself, what else can we take from kata apart from self-defense? That the, that, because the, the point I make is that if you only see it for that purpose, I think, and again, this, this, this is one of those can open worms everywhere moments. Hey, <laughs> If you only take it for that, you're, you're missing a huge majority of what it is. Or do you, you're more than welcome to disagree with that and it's it's just a form of of, of learning self-defence? Oh, no, no it's, it's more than that. It's, it's the nucleus of everything. Yep. Um, so within the kata, or form, or pattern, or whatever yep, yep. you call it. Also, you do it in a solo form. It has its health benefits, it has its speed, it's its reaction timing, your movement your structure, your stretching, your flexibility, uh, your focus, your um, mindset, all the rest of it. And, and, and just that, that solo form of doing it has that fitness benefit, if you like, yep. um, and, and the remembering principle. Understanding the principle rather than the technique is, is key. So um, you mentioned kickboxers and tie boxers. They're sports, ultimately. They're for the ring. They train to be in the ring. Yeah. Um, Karate originally uh, is a civilian self-defense system. So what it doesn't show you in the kata is the you know flicking and the 
the, the chookies, the spitting in the face, yeah. you know, the, the taking the, using the thumb to take the eye out, all that kind of stuff that's illegal in sports and things. A lot of that was taken out um, from teaching when it got put into universities and stuff and propagated around the world and then to Japan. It became a do, uh, you know, a, a way of life rather than a, a jutsu, a, 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 an aggressive fight, a civilian self-defense system. Yeah. But the only options were really to either disable, maim or kill. And that was the options that you had uh, in defense. And um, when you start analyzing the kata, so uh, every, uh, lots of katas contain lots of different things and they go from the basic mechanical move. If you think of a car, how a car works, you've got the mechanical side of things, the wheels turn around, the axles go, you've got a handbrake. Like, oh, most handbrakes are electrical now, actually. So that's an electrical system. So the yeah. mechanical system is the kicky punchy. The electrical system is like so your nervous system, your pressure points and your, your off switches, etc. Um, your fuel uh, and air, so your petrol and your airs, like your 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 breathing, your throat, uh, uh, and blood deprivation, yeah, air and blood deprivation, strangulations. So now you've got in katas, uh, you've got everything from uh, pressure points, uh, joint destruction, manipulation, um, strangulations, uh, choking, uh, grasping, gripping, and tearing. Yep. Um, spitting, flicking, and biting. Yep, yep. As well as the kicky punchy that you see in fresh air. You've got to understand these. Uh, the stances, for example, are used to either limit your opponent's movement or to put weight and mass into a, a, a technique. Uh, if, if a stance is like a, I don't know what you would call it in Taekwondo, but a horse riding stance, you know, a low yeah, stance. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're dropping your weight yeah. down. So, yeah. uh, you know, what you're doing to your opponent, you're, you're bringing them down. If you're going forward, you're pushing something into it. If you're sinking back, you're, it's all based in close range and understanding that. And, and it's one of these very difficult things to explain um, without touching and holding and, and demonstrating. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense. Yeah. The, but to give a, an idea, we, we've got, we start uh, in our club, we've got uh, the Pinan Katas. I don't know if you know them, the Hian Pians. And um, there's five of them, and they have a very kind of, in, in my mind anyway, a very definitive structure uh, in, uh, in the application of the principles contained within them. The first one's really simple. It's what you teach a beginner. You know, where should you hit, hit somebody if you have to hit them? By the way, hitting somebody and fighting is the last, you know, it's the last 5% of self-protection. You know, awareness avoidance, getting out of the road, de-escalation, controlling space, all that kind of stuff happens. When, when you have to hit somebody, you're in a fight, you know, yep. ultimately. Um, kata shows you the, the first move, Pinan uh, showing that, it tells you where to hit the jawline or the neck. What happens when they put their arms up? It shows you how to clear the arms and hit them in the jaw and the neck, control them from a safe distance using combative principles. The next um, kata up here on Midan um, uh, says, well, what happens if they grab me? How do I get rid of their arm and hit them in the head or the neck? Um, what happens if it gets close and I can't do that? I need to throw them well that's where Pinan Sandan comes in yep. you know, so that's teaching about Kazushi balancing displacement and throwing people and um, Yondan is the, uh, the, the kind of master class so the, the detail whereabouts should I hit them in the neck you know here should they hit the carotid artery uh, what position should the hand be in what am I doing with the hand how am I keeping myself safe what angle should I be to them to, to limit them hitting me and, and for me to get the most out of them centre line control and stuff like that 
and then go down the final ones are kind of what ifs and what else is what happens if they've got me in a position how to reverse it how to get out of it how to hit them how to uh, start breaking stuff and things and, and um, you know when, when I started to understand this it was like opening the door and going ah oh, this all just makes so much sense now uh, and you can take everything that's in there and you can put them back down into the lower catas and, and yep. start exploring that. You can build drills out. All of a sudden, you've got fighting drills, you've got self-defense drills, you've got technical drills, you've got groundwork drills, you've got floor drills, throwing drills, um, uh, uh, grasping and, and controlling, uh, uh, strangulation, uh, blood deprivation, uh, choking, um, limb destruction, and it's yeah. all contained within the simple catas if you just know how to look at it. The I'll give this is turning into a podcast for shout outs, but uh, I was actually commenting on another mutual friend of yours, John Clark's Facebook oh, yeah. today about John loves a good karate kata post, so he does. Uh, has he done one today? Has he? <laughs> oh, it's it's Friday, he's got another oh. one to do this afternoon. Uh, <laughs> so I'd commented and said to him, like. The cat, the karate katas. Uh, I thought we were bad in taekwondo for people disagreeing over orders and what should be done where and when, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's one of those conversations. I, I said this to him. I said I, I, we'll have this conversation face to face, and if they ever the opportunity arose for me to come and train with yourself, for example, I, I would, I would welcome the opportunity for you to explain. Welcome anytime. Of, of course, I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, to, to, I would love to have a, a better appreci appreciation of the, the kata system within karate because uh, I thought ours was complicated with one association doing this and another association doing that so it's I'm the same as you that the did you find that was like a as a maturity thing that you just kind of as I got older I, I started appreciating them more and more and now like I'm, I'm all in with patterns or, or hung or tools or cat or whatever system you're, you're calling them. But it, yeah, with maturity that came to me that I wanted to study, mm. actually study them more. I think it was, uh, well, with me, uh, it, it was just a point in time where I found the right person to open the door for me. Yeah. Uh, and as soon as he did, because uh, we, we messed about all through the 90s and stuff. I was part of a small group, all just Dan Glazer who did that application stuff. But we, we were kind of like a collector of carters, you know, still we're doing hundreds of carters. And, and you just spend all your time trying to remember how to do them in fresh air. You don't yeah. delve any very deep in it, certain little bits and bobs. And then I met, I um, can't even remember how I, uh, how I found out about a guy called Ian Abernethy. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, got a couple of his DVDs and went along to, to one of his seminars and he's got a fantastic way of teaching um, and, and it just clicked and it was like a light bulb going off yeah. uh, and I thought oh that, that's so obvious obvious yeah. that's what that is um, and, and when you think about it it's a combative art, why would you do it you're two metres away from each other jumping in and jumping out it's, yeah. it's meant to be from there yeah and when you start looking at your moves and your principles within it from that range, it, it just it opened up light bulbs, uh, you know. And I went and studied with him for, for a good while. I spent about four years going through his course and stuff, going to courses and training with him and uh, a full instructor under him. And um, uh, 
even now I train with him uh, on, a, on a fairly regular basis and light bulb moments go off all the time. He's got a fantastic way of just making the complex look simple, you know, mm-hmm. and, and explaining it and getting it across. Which yep. was good. similar with uh, like said um, uh, Russell Jarmusty. I don't know if you know Russell. The reality. I do. Guy. I do know Russell. I. <laughs> uh, I know Russell well, and um, I, I've not seen him for uh, probably a couple of years since the, the, the lockdown. But I trained with him for a good wee bit, and uh, we, we talked a lot. We had him up at the club and stuff. And he's another one. He doesn't say he's a you know traditional martial artist, but he's more traditional than a lot of people. Yep. He's a reality based and. And he's just got a, a knack with explaining stuff. And every time when I see Russell's working with him or training and stuff, all I can see is kata. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's in that move. That's in that, you know, that's in that kata. That's that. Oh, that, that just makes sense. Uh, Steve Lowe's another one mm-hmm. um, in, in Wigan. Uh, Steve's got a fantastic, he's got a really strong mindset on um, just uh, keeping it simple and just short, sharp and power delivery and yeah. no messing about, no silly nonsense, just direct to the point and, and effective applied karate and uh, so it wasn't it wasn't a maturity thing it was a just finding the right person who has the knowledge to start explaining this and then from there uh, once you, you you've, you've just changed your mindset slightly to looking at it a different way yep. all of a sudden Kareem you know you'll look at things and you just go oh oh I know. oh yeah well yeah yes. And you can't do it. You'll never go back to doing it the way you did before. So when you're practicing the solo form, all of a sudden, you know, those bodies flying left, right and centre in your mind of yep. what you're doing. The, um, the other wee bit that, that maybe is attached onto that was, and again, I noted this down, uh, a good friend of mine in Taekwondo, Stephen Gale, he's been on the podcast a couple of times. And when you were talking there about, not, it's not so much the watering down of the system, but the, the packaging of it a wee bit different. He talks oftentimes, we've had this, this conversation a number of times, about Taekwondo or Karate. Uh, I'm absolutely settled on now that Taekwondo was a direct descendant of Karate. I know a lot of my fellow Taekwondo enthusiasts will debate that, uh, but that that's, that's I think it is. Anyway, uh, Taekwondo was, was designed or redesigned as a combat system, not as a, a, a not as a, a, a an art of self-defense, much like as you're talking about with karate there, like it's it was about getting it into the Japanese universities and getting it being able to package it up differently so that it could be and when I say sold, I mean it on probably both yeah, yeah. both uh, uses of, the, of that term, but it's different selling a, an art of self-defense that females and children and this and that can be part of than a combat system that was used by Japanese soldiers or Korean soldiers where like an outer forearm block, for example, wasn't actually to, to, to stop a punch. It was actually to smash into somebody's cheekbone or, mm-hmm. do you know, that this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where I'm actually at with some of the Taekwondo patterns now uh, myself and one of my sort of senior students have played about with this a couple of times. Uh, some of our, our patterns, the outer forearm block is, is a great example. We have a pattern, Dosan. There's Taekwondo people going to listen to this and go crazy, but hey-ho, it's my podcast and see what I like. <laughs> so, <My ball. laughs> that's it. But uh, Dosan, for example, starts with a outer forearm block and then a, a reverse punch. 
if you apply that the way it's 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 sold as a a method of self-defense if you block the punch you're a mile off uh, your counter punch you're an absolute mile off if you readjust your thinking ever so slightly and see the outer forearm block is a hammer fist smash to the face, that hip trend, it comes straight through, the punch is beautiful and your distance is spot on. Uh, that, Let me add to that. Uh-huh. So, uh, I, I, I don't know much about the, I can never remember the names. Scott keeps coming up with the names and stuff and I can never remember. <laughs> but when you say that, the, the outer forearm, take that another step forward. If you think just now, the way you're you're doing that, you're missing one of the combative principles there, where you're both on the centre line facing each yep. other, and you're doing it. So where's the best place for you to be? Is off the centre line, isn't yep. it? So if you go to the outside of the centre line and you use that as pulling his head back, now you've got a throat punch which will kill him yep. straight away. So you go to the outside and pull his head back and then punch him, and yep. it's still the same this and that, that same shape and movement. So yep. you're now taking it from uh, being from one a distant, a nice safe block and a counter that doesn't work to a, a strike, a mechanical, um, uh, and then a punch to the body or whatever it is, which is still relatively safe, but it will have a desired effect, yeah. to now to a completely um, coming off, using the combative um, principles of getting off the line, first of all, and then yeah. pulling the head back, and then you've got a clear, because when you pull the head back like this, uh, the throat opens up and you've got a throat punch, which will kill them, or put them down, uh, wait, first time, pretty much. So and, and you can develop that and you can take that on. And if you look at even your um your your punch, the second punch that's coming out, yeah. if you do that with an open hand and you grab the throat and then close it and make the fist shape, then yeah. you've got control and a uh and thing. So from that one or sorry, two techniques, there's we've just discussed about five different options for it yeah. based on the principle of the movement. But I the I've, again, there's, there's one other subject I want to cover, and I know I can't keep you for too long, but uh, this sort of might lead into it. The other thing, the other thing that was kind of, that's been challenging me sort of mentally for the last number of years now is, is this uh, breaking down. The, the, the more I try and prove Taekwondo wrong, or the more I try and prove the traditional arts, the, the karate, the, the, the taekwondo, et cetera, et cetera, against the sort of sport element. Uh, so I'm, I'm really dissecting absolutely everything. I'm going to try and prove this wrong. It's with all things, especially science, that's what science is all about. The more they, 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 they'll take something and absolutely try to prove that it's wrong, and then they find out that it's actually right. That's how that system works. That's what I've been doing with our arts, you and I, karate, taekwondo, the stuff where all these long horse riding stances or forward stances, they don't work. That's never going to work in the street. Nobody said that particular stance in the way that we are, you're, you're seeing it as the sport-orientated fighter. Nobody's saying it's, that's for the street. But me personally, I'm trying to really prove, is this a waste of time? Or is it really valuable time? And every time I do it, I fall on the valuable side. Really try to prove my own art as being wrong and bad and useless. And there's no point to it. Every single time there absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, there's far, far cleverer people before us that created these, you know, these forms and stuff that put them together. Uh, and we are, you know, we're frankly, you know, scrambling about in the dark trying to understand them and backwards engineer. Uh, sometimes, you know, sometimes you can over-engineer and you, you miss the point. Um, stances, for example, is a, a prime example. You know what? Uh, stance is... Uh, here's probably a controversial thing. When I'm explaining a stance to a pupil to start with, when uh, if you're going to do a technique, you don't do it or in the street, you wouldn't automatically go into a stance first and then do a technique. Um, you know... Oh, I think this is going to kick off, you know, and a big long stance or whatever. You do it from where you are, but your body motion, if I'm going forward, to stop me falling over or stepping again, if I put one foot in front of the other, that's going to stop me. Um, and it would look like, we would call it Zen Kutsudach or forward stance, uh, yep. your back leg straight, front leg bent, and the weight going forward. But all the magic happens in between. So if you think of a golf swing, a golf swing starts here, and it ends up there, but where does the magic happen? It happens in the motion going through. It's the same as stance. Um, so if I want to deliver my weight, boom, this way. If I want to drop it down, so example, I'm doing the, the knife hand, and I want to drop it down at a 45-degree angle right across and into them, then I would I would use maybe, uh, we would call it Nikolashidach, or cat stance, or Kokotsidach, or uh, an angled stance and drop it down, or back the way. Um, if I want to dump somebody in the ground, then I would use a horse riding stance because my weight drops. Yeah. Or if I wanted, if they grabbed hold of me there and I wanted to bring the arm down to strike up, then I'd drop in the stance to bring the weight down and tend to that stuff. So the stances are a great way of delivering weight or mass into a technique. Um, the that's the, brilliant, by the way. That's absolutely sorry I interrupted you there, but that's that's brilliant. My head's just doing ding 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 ding. All right. I've, I've got, oh, I've got a black belt class tonight that I'm going to teach and, and my head's doing... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I interrupt you. Carry on. And, and they also think with stance, if you think when you step into a stance, you use stances for controlling your opponent and stand on their feet, dead simple. They can't move. You can hit them. Yeah. Uh, and they can't move back out of it. We use this all the time, especially at close range. When you, you bring that, that, that system from fighting at this level or practicing at this level, just into a slower down version, but this, you know, 18 inches apart, you know, and stand on somebody's foot and then do the technique. The effect is multiplied tenfold uh, because they can't move or get out of the road of it. Um, using the feet to trap and off balance um, is, is another prime example of the stance. It's, it's hard to, to explain this when you yeah. know, we're on another end of a Zoom call, but, um, and, and these all come from Kata. They're all contained in there. They show you the angles to step. They show you um, the, the, the type of stance, otherwise everything would just look like a forward stance. You know why they got all these different stances? It's because that's the way you're going to take your partner or, or manipulate the mass or or control their their body. Yeah. Um, and once you get your head around that, it's I mean it's really it's not that difficult once you once you've opened the door and you're looking at it from a, with a different pair of specs on. Yeah. All of a sudden you're like ah, oh. and you'll um you there, there was one one example. I went uh, trained with uh, uh, Mal Morney. I don't know if you, you know him from uh, Salat, Mal Morney. Um, he was up, we up at the Grip House in Glasgow. Um, and he was really good friends, a, a, a good friend of mine, Paul Smith, Wing Chung guy who's sadly no longer with us. Um, and uh, we, did, we did a very, very simple technique where he did an arm bar 
um, which would be the gate arm, you know, the downward blocks that I'm holding onto the hands and I use it on the back of the elbow to force yep. them down. And he just reached his foot out to the side, uh, like a kind of, you know, you're doing a stance like this. Mm-hmm. And, and then he just changed the stance into a forward stance facing that way after he trapped my foot. And, and it's just an off balancing. Very, yep. very simple, very easily. And a wee light bulb went off in me. Why didn't I think of that? That's... <laughs> and now I see that everywhere. Uh, and transitions and uh, controlling and limb control and uh, and uh, it's, it's just another use for the stance. So the stance was never meant to be where you start or you fight in that stance. You, you fight where you fight. Where you, it kicks off when it kicks off. Yeah. The stance is where you end up once you've done the magic in between with the uh, with the motion and the the delivery of power. As I say, that's that's so interesting. I'm gonna go away and, and definitely play around with that. Uh, expect your phone to be dinging all weekend, by the way. I no problem at all. <laughs> what about this? What about that? Uh, right. One one other thing. I uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I wrote down here when I was taking my notes, and I'll try and explain this point. I, I wrote down. Uh, Ask Jamie what is karate, right? And again, I know we mentioned Gavin Mulholland earlier on. Uh, he kind of beat me to the punch today because uh, he put a post up about being just fed up trying to explain what karate is. And I'll, I'll tell you what where my thinking is at the minute and you can possibly help me live on the podcast here. Oh, no. Uh, no, 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 you, you'll be... You, you'll be not? not at all. You'll be able to answer this, this very well, I'm sure. Uh, I I don't want to be, and again, people will be listening to this thinking, here he goes again, but I don't mind admitting that live on the show, I don't mind admitting that I'm really feeling like a student at the moment, like like really, really like a, a beginner. I'm trying to clear my head, you know, all the crap, and, and just try and find answers. That's where I am on my martial arts journey at the moment. I, I, I don't really necessarily want to be a Taekwondo guy. I want to be a martial artist at the minute who studies the Taekwondo forums mm-hmm. as my as my base. Because if I say to myself, I'm a Taekwondo guy, then by in, in a strange way, I could say, well, nah, Jamie, you're doing that block wrong because that's no, do you know that down block's wrong or that rising block's wrong or no, nah, no, nah, you should be punching here. And anybody that's been in martial arts for any amount of time knows that there isn't there's only a limited amount of ways you can punch and do a front kick or a side kick or a, so I, I want to be able to do more than just what's in our restricted I say that uh, do you know I, I'll, so that leads me to the question because I'm starting to haver now but you you can't be as as quality a martial artist as you are by just being a karate guy yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you by just being a karate guy. And I think that's what, what, what Gavin was maybe trying to get across as well. It's like people saying, no, no, that's not karate. What, what do you mean that's not karate? So what is karate? Right. First of all, for me, for me and my interpretation of karate is I am karate and karate is me because that's what I do and that's what I choose to call it. Um, to somebody else who does karate, they may look at my karate and say that's not karate because it's not the same as what they do. 
on how they do it. And to be honest, I don't care. You know, um, uh, for me in karate, there's always been there's always been throws, there's always been good. Like you just said, you use a phrase I use a lot. You know, we, if we're lucky, we've all got a head, a body, two arms, two legs that move. And what there's only so many ways you can move. It's just a label for that overall martial move or that martial arts movement uh, combatively. Uh, to some, there's the um, you know maybe like the kind of the health benefits of it and the, that side of it, or the combative, or the full contact fighting, or the um, the pressure point side, or the thing, the holistic half of the pragmatic way of doing it, the applied stuff, or the competition. It's all the same. It depends who it is. Um, the the you could define karate a lot easier in the eighties because there were very few clubs kicking about, very few instructors, and they were all. Um, you, you know, it, it had to be this way. This they had a definitive answer that this is how you do that. Yeah. As we as we've grown and we've learned and we can communicate and train more and uh, you know the, the world's opened up to a much smaller place. It's what is correct to me. Correct is me. It's what I do, um, and it's what I choose to call it. Um, it might not be to somebody else, but I I, I think I um. If, I, I, I don't even know how to, to describe it past that. Um, if somebody said to me, oh, do you do, you know, anyone that ever asks you what's karate or, or uh, describe karate, they've already got a preconceived idea. Yep. You know, um, it's one of these well-known terms and I'm never going to change that. So if, I, I'm, I'm happy with the fact that um, I, I do what I do, study it as best I can, and to me that's karate. I, I think just the the, the the wee bit just to, to try and to, to, to finally ask you about is it's like let's say I, I, I come down to tear and, and, and take a class for yourself and you see you say let me see how you do this spinning kick. So I do a spinning kick and then you like the way I do a spin. I'm not not just me, it could be anybody. You like the way you see a spinning kick. That doesn't have to replace your, and I know this sounds simple to a lot of people, but it's actually not. You don't have to replace your karate spinning kick with my spinning kick. Just know both of them. And then if you see somebody else's, know another one and another one and another one. And that's still your karate. It's still my martial arts or taekwondo. I can't do a spinning kick. Well, you know, <laughs> I used to be able to maybe. I don't, I don't oh, know why. Okay, I don't know up. why I, I come up with spinning kick there. Monstrous. <laughs> I have a chuckle at that, but uh, I'd get dizzy yeah. and fall down. But you, you, the point stands. The point. Aye, yeah. Aye. The point stands. Uh, and that's it. As we said earlier on, no way through this podcast we can alluded to this. You know, each their own, and uh, you know, there's room for everybody. And and what's and that's the beauty of it. I think when you get in strong, um, uh, a bit of a careful how I say this, but in association karate, then mm. there is a defined way of doing things and a de defined requirement for belt ranks, for competition, for etc. Um, and, and that's what they call karate, but that's back to the principle of that's what they call it. And anything out with that, isn't karate to them or, or it should be changed you know if I punch like this and somebody comes up and moves it that way for example that's the way it should be done yeah. um ah, that's, that's that's fine that that's the way I would generally do it myself rather than, than that way kind of thing um it's still karate you know it's still it's a technique uh 
and, and you can break it down to the nth degree for as you know to however you want and try and describe it and, and you'll you'll never please all of the people yeah. um but but to me I, i'm i know where i'm going i know what i'm doing and uh, uh i'm you said you're you're uh you feel so you're you know you're like a new student type thing I have that feeling all the time. I'm always learning. Every day is a school day. And every I've got my own dojo out in the garden. And uh, even when I go out there and I start, I'm going to look at something today and I'm going to work through this. You know, if it's just hitting the makawara, you know, the, the punching boards and stuff, yeah, I'll try different things uh, and I'll find out what works. And, and there'll be wee light bulb moments going off and I'll go and train with somebody else. I'll take one thing out of that that I didn't know before. And I thought, oh, you know, that fits in nicely with everything there. It's not collecting things, it's adding to uh, and different views and perspectives yep. uh, and I think as long as you keep doing that then you're, you're still learning you're still you're not having that to quote an old kind of I was Confucius or something you know a stream a pool that doesn't have a stream running in and running out becomes stagnant yep. you know I can't remember who said that um, among some Jamie Grayson said today uh, said some, some holy party <laughs> master somewhere I might have been for the Koshi actually I can't remember but um it's true, you know, you, you, you've got to keep looking, you've got to keep delving. You've got to keep, if you're doing that, then what you're doing is, to me, karate. Yeah. Um, it may look different to yours, your spinning kick, but you're still doing, you know, you're still on the same path. And and I think uh, Taekwondo is the exact same as karate. I think there's lots in Taekwondo that people don't know because yeah. they just, they haven't unlocked that door and looked through it yet. Yeah. Uh, and, and Taekwondo um, is still very, like like the karate was in the 80s, very association-driven yeah. and, and very, it has to look this way, it has to be done this spinning kick way rather yeah. than that spinning kick way. Yeah. And, and as soon as, as, as that starts to relax a little bit and people start making it fit them rather than them fit it, then they'll start opening the door and experiencing different things and all of a sudden it'll just all start falling into place and you'll think, God, I didn't know we had throws in Taekwondo. Yeah. I didn't know we had pressure points in Taekwondo. I didn't know we, we had strangulations, uh, seizing and tearing in Taekwondo. It's all there. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Okay, uh, listen. Oh, well after... done for ages. No, not at all. Uh, we're, 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 we're a fair bit over an hour now, but yeah, that was that was so enjoyable. Uh, ah, thank you. I've enjoyed it as well. Thank you. Brilliant. So we'll get this released, guys, uh, on Saturday morning. Uh as we usually do for doing them, doing them weekly. But Jamie Gray Sensei, honestly, that's I so enjoyed that. That's been a brilliant chat. Oh, thank, thank you very much. much. It's gone like that. It's been really quick. It's, it's, it's the best ones generally do. It's just you get into the conversation and then the time gets away from you. Yeah. Well, thanks very much. I appreciate being asked. No worries. Nice uh, have a brilliant weekend, okay? You too. Take, Take care, care of yourself. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye.